Episode 28, The Games We Play 2019 Board Game Gift Guide. Join us at the table where we talk board games to miniatures and everything in between. The Games We Play with Brian and Chris. Hey, hello and hi. My name's Brian. And I'm Chris. And this is the Games We Play podcast. This is a special episode, episode 28, 2019 Board Game Gift Guide. Point of this episode is really to talk about games for the holiday season. These are going to be games for your family, stocking stuffers, or even maybe that gamer gamer in your life. And uh, hopefully some of these suggestions are helpful. Uh, Maybe you know, look into them further and find some new games for your family or or even your kids or a loved one in your life. And that's the purpose of this guide. Uh, we'll step you through the whole way. We have, how many categories did we come up with, Chris? Uh, looks like about eight categories. Yeah, we got eight categories. So we uh, got two-player games, stocking stuffers, modern classics, family games for younger children, and we have several family game categories. We have party games and then heavier gamers to round out the end, and uh, we'll be stepping through it uh, not terribly quick, but we'll be going through and giving our suggestions, maybe giving some ideas about the games. So stick through it. Uh, If you are new to this podcast, I thank you for listening, but if you check in the description on the app you're using right now to listen to this podcast, I do put it in the description all the games we talk about. I'll put the the time stamp of when we talk about the game so you can just click in there or touch or whatever you're listening on. Or if you go into the bookmarks, if your podcast app supports it, you can also click ahead and jump around games. So just want to let you know I do that in all of our podcasts. If you continue listening, we appreciate it, Uh, but just want to make you aware of that. So Chris, there is uh, several things that we we kind of uh, outlined for ourselves as we came up with the list. Uh, what were those things that we kind of talked about that we we wanted to do as coming up for this list? Yeah, the purpose of this list is these maybe not be the the top top hotness or the the now games, but uh, the games are basically fun games. They're available for purchase, well suited for newer people. Games that we own, we've played readily and shared with other family members, shared with uh, coworkers at work, shared with um, other friends. So these are uh, coming up. We've got these different categories. We broke them out and we'll introduce you to them. And maybe some you've heard of, maybe you haven't. So might be able to find some uh, really good games to uh, to uh, get for uh, for this holiday season. Absolutely, and if you again, if you're a new time listener, uh, we always talk about games we've played. So there might be some games that are missing from our list and probably haven't played them. So. We can't play every game, but we try to play a lot of the a lot of the games. We, yeah, we try. So <laughs> we're tried. So we're we kind of put our heads together for a couple hours here and came up with a list list. And some didn't make it, some did. But this is definitely not our like top seven list or top ten get list in these categories. We kind of found games that we felt that are just right for that category and that are easy and to learn and also really fun to play. Before we move on, a couple other points we want to talk about. So. So once you get through the list, if there's any games you actually want to check out um, and, and are interested in buying, we highly recommend any of these games before you buy. Please look at it further. We're going to talk about why we like them and maybe some things to look out for, but we definitely highly recommend to go to Board Game Geek. 
Com. It's a repository and it's a great community site with all board games. So you just go on there and basically search the game and it comes up. It'll come up with a ranking on Board Game Geek. It'll come up with like a suggested age, suggested player count. It'll talk about the complexity. That complexity is how heavy or easy the game is to play or how hard it is to play. We recommend you going there. There's also text reviews from the community. There's pictures. Do check it out before you buy anything. I would hate for you to buy a game and then just not be right for you. So that's just a suggestion or a caution of warning, if you will. So the last thing is, Chris, we've been buying a lot of games for a lot of years. I mean, you more than I, obviously. We've kind of, over the years, have found new places to buy games and things have changed a lot, even in the last couple of years. So we've kind of come up with a list of places we like to check for price checking and buying our games. So Chris, you want to run down the places that we suggest to buy games? Yeah, one of the newer ones that have come out here is really strong in games is the Amazon. They've come on big time with their Prime over these last several years and really have started to uh, bring up board games on this. It's still a little clunky in my opinion on the site on how to search for games. It still comes up with toys and games and it brings up tons of stuff. But when you find things, there's there's a Honey app which you can alert to drop. They do deals all the time with board games. Uh, if you're an Amazon Prime member, you get the Prime free shipping. So it's and these ga- the prices of these fluctuate daily. They really They're, do. They they do. There's sometimes their games drop severely, and then a couple days later they go back to regular price. And I I don't know the reasoning behind it because of all the vendors and sellers and stuff within Amazon. But anyway, you can find some really good deals with Amazon. Another one is starting to come into the the hobby game market these last couple of years is Target and Target dot uh, com. They have a a lot of the times they have uh, uh, sales. These two for ones uh, during Black Friday times, they have uh, certain games um, on sale. Um, like marked deal, off like doorbusters. Yeah, yep. doorbuster type stuff. But every now and then they'll have uh, um, uh, certain games, certain of these strategy games and hobby games, um, two for one. And you you can get a really good deal in that aspect because you can tag it along with their red card for 5%. They also have these uh, online coupons. They get these uh, other other $5 off, $15 off, all these other coupons that you can tag along with these specials that they run. So it is it is hit or miss on some times, but when you do hit, you hit, really hit in some good uh, yeah. savings. Definitely suggested not to pay full price at Target. Yeah, Unfortunately, of all the ones we're going to list, Target's going to be the most expensive because they, they usually right. charge MSRP. And so I would only suggest that if you can get a discount like Chris is talking Absolutely. about, two-for-ones, stack with your 5% uh, red card. And then sometimes around the holidays, they'll have like $5 off a purchase of 25 more or $10 off or like 15% off toys because for them, games fit in their toys. And then right. a lot of times the board games will actually be lumped in with video games as well sometimes for those two-for-ones. So you yeah. can actually mix and match and get video games and board games for the two-for-one. Yeah, that, and that was just a recent sale they had just here a little bit ago. Yeah, too, they do, so, they do yeah. it every few months. So definitely yeah. check it out. I would suggest, again, not to buy it full price. It's going to be $10, $15, $20 more than you can get from Amazon usually or a lot more than these other ones we're about to 
to talk about. Um, another now getting on to online game stores is Miniature Market. They really have a huge selection of hobby games. They have the $100 free shipping. So if you reach your purchase price of $100 or more, you get free shipping. They also have customer holds. So when you purchase a game or two and you don't meet that 100 you can add it to your customer hold and, and, and continue after a few days, few weeks, and see if you purchase anything else. And once, you've, once your total purchases have added $100 or more, they'll ship it. And so that is a new feature that's coming up that many of these online game stores are starting to go to, which I really like. Uh, so another one is like Cool Stuff Inc. They have weekly sales as well as uh, Deal of the Day. And uh, that is another one that has that customer hold and $100 free shipping. Um, two other newer uh, uh, online game stores to us. And I know, Brian, you've checked out these two uh, frequently and kind of introduced them to me. Uh, one of them is Cardhoss. Uh, they have $125 free shipping. But a nice thing, they have a 5% discount on pre-order. The last item you just got recently here, you said there was no tax, no yeah. online tax included. So, so don't tell that, anybody. It's no, a secret yeah, because they think they're supposed to. But uh, I mean, 6% you save essentially, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's, yeah. It's, well, if you're local tax, it should be state tax. So 7% for us in Dallas County, um, things like that. So that adds up. But so, hey, maybe you can get a, uh, we're introducing you to a free uh, <laughs> a loophole reduced, a loophole yeah i love those loopholes so that was card um, at c-a-r-d-h-a-u-s.com and one of the last ones uh, we'll mention is game nerds uh and that is with a z at the end and they have 75 dollars free shipping and both of these have that customer hold bit and most of these online stores you're getting at least 30 percent off yeah. at msrp yeah yeah those are a few places to, to get some at there are some other places that you may know of so overall i would say right now to be honest game nerds and card hoss uh right now are probably offering the best prices to be completely honest and most of the time card hoss actually ends up being the cheapest however it's the most difficult with the 125 dollars free shipping but again if you're ordering a bunch of games for the family and other loved ones you could get to 125 pretty quickly and then cool stuff and miniature market are kind of about the same level amazon if you have prime shipping sometimes if it's just one game you're looking for on this list is going to be cheaper than the rest of these if you don't get to free shipping so you kind of have to weigh your options but typically amazon is not cheaper than those other four your mileage may vary i found recently some amazon games actually when they're slashed like you're saying just for like a right. day is cheaper than yep. all of them by far so Absolutely. just uh, keep that in mind uh, shop around i would highly suggest just take a few minutes to search all of these when you're looking for one of these games and you could save yourself five to ten dollars like honestly it can be that much of a variance so check it out lastly i didn't say this up front we are not sponsored so we're not getting any money or sponsorship these are just ones we personally use and have bought way too many games from all right well now that we have that out of the way chris let's move on to our games <laughs> So the first category is two-player games. So Chris, these are two-player games that are designed for not only two players, but they can be games that play well at the two-player count. Now, looking at my list here, everything is two-player. So that was the category yeah. we went with. A lot of the times, some of the games that played well at two players actually ended up on other categories, which is fine. First up is Dulasaur Island. Dulasaur Island is, well, a Dinosaur Island uh, two-player mix. So if you haven't heard of the game, 
It's a game where you're basically building your own dinosaur theme park. Uh, not Jurassic Park, but it is Jurassic Park. You're, you're building up your island and you're putting dinosaurs in it. And But be careful, you could have dinosaurs escape and eat your, your visitors in your theme park. You're basically just trying to rack up money and victory points. And the person who has the most victory points wins the game. Chris, we played this and actually reviewed yes. it. Okay, so if you want to hear a full review of it, go back to our episode 8 where we talk about Dualosaur Island. But it's a fun one. It's a heavier of the games on our two-player list. So if you want something a little meaty and you want like an hour, an hour and a half experience with your loved one playing two players or a friend, uh, we highly recommend this game. Dualosaur Island, a lot of fun. Uh, we really enjoy it. All right, next on our two-player suggestion is Seven Wonders Duel. In Seven Wonders, you are in ancient times, and you're trying to build the wonders of the world. You're building up a civilization, working through different tracks of like science and engineering. It's a card game where you're you're building uh, sets of things and trying to get victory points by building and, and grouping together like technology. It's, it's actually a lot of fun. It's based off of the full Seven Wonders game, which is also a really good uh, like a three to five, three to six player game, but they reduced it down to a two player variant and it plays uh, fairly well. Uh, Chris, we actually reviewed this on episode yeah. five if you want to hear full explanation and break down the game, but um, definitely a uh, game to check out for two players. Yeah, moving on to the one of the next games we've played and really like for two players, Onitama. This is an abstract game where you play on a five by five board. You have a sensei and uh, pawns, very similar to chess, but way better in our opinion. Jamie and I played this recently, and Brian, you introduced this to me at Origins, yeah. and we really love this. Uh, it's it's a variable uh, move game where you have five different cards that have the different move actions. There's 16 cards total in a deck. So you pull out five to start each game. So the replayability is very different. It's a new game every time, uh, something new in that. And it's uh, you use those cards to select what move and you pass the card to your op opponent and he can choose to use it or not. And, and so these five cards go around the gameplay as you move your uh, master and uh, sensei and pawns to capture uh, the object is to either capture the other master sensei or get your sensei off the board on the opposite side and it, it is a really fun um, abstract game yeah it's really fun if you like chess but you want yeah. maybe something a little lighter but a little different it's a great great game also you can get the app right now for free so you can play with just oh. the basic there's the same five cards every time you play with the free but if check it out on your app it's a it's a good experience and gives you a feeling or flavor of the game all right next one on our list is patchwork patchwork is a game where you're actually building a quilt in this game you have these cardboard cutouts that look like Tetris shapes, actually, and you go around and you take these Tetris shapes and you put it on your board. Your board is like a quilt, and you're basically trying to fill in and complete a quilt. Uh, there's obviously a little more mechanics there, but like you're trying to collect these buttons. The buttons give you victory points. Uh, so there's a lot of strategy to this one, and it's kind of fun trying to fit all the pieces in on your on your board to make this cool looking quilt. And it's a uh, it's a really fun game. Uh, check it out. It's called Patchwork. Nice. Moving on to the next game is Lost Cities. It's a great two-player card game. Pan originally consisted of a single deck of cards ranking two to 
10 and basically there's different colors of five different colors and three special handshakes the object of the game really is to gain points by mounting profitable archaeological expeditions that's indiana jones type of theme with a card it's it's that theme is filled around a basically card game but it's been around for a long time and really is actually a wonderful two-player game that is is very fun to play doesn't play long at all 20 30 minutes yeah so just to expand just a little bit on the game you're essentially trying to set uh create sets or number runs of each of the colors uh the tricky thing though is once you place down a card you can't put another number that is lower than the card you placed and then there's a common discard so you have this push and pull where you have to maybe discard cards that would help your opponent and you're trying to pick up cards from your opponent that they discard and try to create all these points and it's it's uh it's definitely a lot of fun uh very swingy uh but it's it's a quick game that you're supposed to actually play over three rounds because it is so swingy uh but it's it's a fun game it holds still holds up to this day all right our last one on our two-player list is a key forge now this is probably one of the newest ones on here key forge is a a kind of a collectible card game kind of like magic the gathering maybe you've heard of except for in this one you don't have to build or construct your deck basically every deck you buy is randomly generated and is unique there is no other deck like the one you buy which is really kind of cool so basically it's just uh it's a game kind of like magic the gathering where you're playing cards with each other and battling each other and you're trying to forge this they call this key like key forge these gems and uh and the, it's a lot of fun with these mechanics. It's very epic where you get to do a lot of cool things and you're throwing down cards and attacking each other and doing a lot of fun stuff. Um, and there's uh, the newest expansion just came out. So there's three flavors of Keyforge. They're all compatible with each other. And like I said, it's kind of unique that every time you buy a pack, uh, you don't have to customize. It. In fact, you can't customize it. And it's unique to just you. So um, fun little game, Chris. We both own it. I don't. We haven't played each other, but maybe we should. But we it's, should. Soon. It's a fun game for those who might have played other collectible card games in the past. So this kind of bridges that gap, and it's not as expensive to play. You can just buy those decks, and that's all you have. Yeah, and a lot of these two-player games, they're uh, they're readily available, but they're inexpensive. They're under twenty dollars, except for uh, Dual Sword Island. Yeah, I was just gonna say Dual Sword Island is because of the components. Actually, Dual Sword Island is twenty four dollars right now on yeah. Amazon. So it's just over 24. Yeah. So a lot of these Onitama is right around 15, 17 dollars. Lost Cities is 10, 12 dollars. Uh, Keyforge, their decks are normally 10 dollars and you can get them anywhere down to 7, 8 dollars on sale yeah. and stuff. So yep. these, a lot of these two-player games are really inexpensive, but uh, very fun to play. Very fun to play. Highly suggest them. Yeah, check them out. <laughs> All right, next category is stocking stuffers. The idea of these stocking stuffers is they're small games that are kind of not only small in complexity or gameplay, but they're small in footprint. They may or may not fit in your stocking. I mean, it depends on how big your stocking is, right, Chris? Yeah, you can always <laughs> buy a bigger stocking. Yeah, there you go. There you go. So our, the first one on the list is the newest game of the bunch. It's called Point Salad. So this is actually kind of a joke in the gaming community that there's these heavy type games. They call them point salads because you're just getting hundreds and hundreds of points. They call them point salads. So somebody decided to be funny to create a card game called point salad where the cards are vegetables and you're making a salad. 
little on the nose, but it's actually a lot of fun. It's a really simple card game where you're trying to create sets of uh, vegetables. There's like onions and carrots and cabbage and lettuce and such. And on the cards, on one side is the vegetables, on the other side is the scoring mechanism. So as you play the game, you have to either try to get one of the scoring conditions or the vegetables. And the scoring conditions will be like, hey, you get two points for every onion you have at the end of the game or every set of these type of vegetables. And so you're just trying to create all these sets and at the end of the game, whoever has the most victory points wins. It's, a, it's actually very simple, but a lot of fun. I've really enjoyed this one. That's Point Salad. Yeah, the next game is a family game of risk and deduction and luck for two to four players. It's called Love Letter. The goal is to get your love letter into the princess hands. Basically what this is, this is a deck of 16 cards. Each player starts with the card and only one card in their hand. And then one of the card is removed. And basically as you draw a card, play a card. And you're trying to deduce what the other people are in their suits and the, the, the card aspect. And you're trying to knock them out to be the last suitor for that Princess Annette. And really, with this game, uh, it really is a nice, quick mm-hmm. uh, deduction-type game. And the with uh, Love Letters, they have had come over the years with many, many, many other retheming. They've got a Batman uh, Love Letter, which I really love. they got a Lord of the Rings. They've got a Munchkin. They've come up with several different themes of this, but the overall gameplay of the Love Letters is that deduction of trying to figure out what the other card a player is and trying to knock them down each card has a kind of a suit or a number that has a special power or ability that allows you to do something so you're trying to knock other people and basically be the last person standing very quick and easy absolutely the next game on our list is no thanks this uh we we kind of debated if this should be in stocking stuffers or modern classics because honestly chris and i think this game belongs in everybody's game collection this is like an instant buy so no thanks is a a little card game where the deck of cards is numbered one through 35 and essentially these are shuffled up and then nine are removed from the game and then one gets flipped up that everybody sees everybody has a mitt full of poker chips that are hidden from everybody and essentially you have to take that card or put a chip on it to say no thanks essentially passing on it and everybody just keeps putting chips on it until somebody is like well i'll take it or they run out of chips when you take a card you get all the chips on it and then the next card comes out And each of those cards is actually how many points you take in this game. The player with the least amount of points after you get through the deck wins the game. And what's really fun is these cards, you can stream them together into a run. So like if you had 30, you could grab 29, 28. Those three cards are actually worth the lowest value of them. They're not actually accumulated together. So there's a little pusher luck element that is this card still in the deck because nine got removed. Really, really fun, really available game. Plays so quick. It's like a five, 10 minute round, but after every round or every game, everybody's going to be wanting to play again. It's one of those games where you could play five, six times in a row and everybody's having fun every single time. That is no thanks. Check it out. Great game. Another game we've talked about readily before is For Sale. This is a card game uh, in the family category. It's quick, fun, and you're just trying buying and selling real estate, trying to buy low, sell high, and basically have the most money in the end. Uh, it's really quick. Uh, it's easy. It's very accessible to play. 
and uh, gets really some good ages. I mean, you could play this with 10 oh, year olds yeah, and sure. above. Really, it is. 30-minute game, plays three to six people, stuff like that. Um, but it's it's easy to put in a backpack and take someplace. doesn't have a large footprint, but it's a really fun. It is a lot of fun. Um, bidding uh kind of an economic auction built a uh, game so for sale r- lots of fun yeah so good so good um next game on our list is star realms uh so star realms is a card game a two pl- this is actually a two-player game might belong on the two-player but we wanted to put it here in stock and stuffer because the box it comes in is so small it's like a little bigger of a, a like a playing cards but in this game it's a space theme and it's actually a deck builder probably one of the better quick deck builders out there and in this game you're basically everybody starts out with the same starting hand and they're going to every turn uh play cards to attack your opponent and also buy new cards as there's a market in the middle of new cards when you buy those cards they go into your deck thus the deck building and as the game goes on your your hand and your deck becomes more and more powerful And there's some really cool mechanisms where there's synergy. So like one certain alliance of cards and they're really play into each other and make them each other even stronger. And you get these really fun combos. Gameplay is so well. It's a quick 20, 30 minute game. Highly suggest it, especially if you haven't played deck builders. Uh, Check this out. This is a great entry point into that deck builder genre that is called Star Realms. And there are a bunch of different Star Realm versions. Any of them are good. They are actually really suggest good Frontiers. I'm going to say Frontiers, Frontiers is the latest because Frontiers yeah. actually has a a cooperative and the then player versus player mode that actually can play anywhere from one to four players, opposed to the base game plays two players. So check it out. That's Star Realms Frontiers. Next game is a cooperative card game that kind of falls in the family and party category. It's called The Mind. Um, we've talked about this. We played it. Uh, first time I played it was Origins with you. And we did terrible. Basic, <laughs> yes, we did terrible. This It's a card game. Basically, you have cards numbering from 1 to 100, and you got to play them from lowest to highest. And you do this cooperatively without talking so yeah no body language no nothing no 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 nothing it's it's no yeah you can't give signals you can't do non-verbals it's no communication it's kind of interesting oh it is and it's very challenging so you got to get the feel and the vibes and and this and but you got to put down the cards from like i said one to a hundred in sequential without going out of order and skipping a number of your cards and it's 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 way more challenging but it's extremely fun lot of lot of laughs it, i mean this is a 15 minute game oh, yeah. really unless you, unless quick. you're really good i don't know <laughs> yeah. yeah and they and they know. actually have a that. follow-up coming in next year where it's called like the mind extreme where you actually have two decks where you're trying to go oh. up on one and go down on the other because in your oh. in, in the decks there's two different colors one's going up one's going down and you're doing it at the same time that's a mind blower. Yeah. That'll be yeah. that'll be interesting. Yeah, so, anyway, play that. The mind it's fun. It's a lot of fun. Next game we're going to talk about is Sushi Go Party. I've mentioned this in a few times. This is a really good a family game, card game, party type game that plays in like 20 minutes. Great two to eight player game where basically you're uh, making a menu, making a sushi uh, a sushi menu. And there's different categories 
of appetizers and main menus and, and so on. And what these do, um, these menu items, you pick out a dessert and so on to put on your, your the game board to make your menu. They, they have different uh, scoring mechanisms of what cards or combination of cards or sequence of cards or numbers of cards. So what you do is you basically have a deal out the deck of cards and you pick one to play and then pass your hand to the left. And so you pick and pass, pick and pass. So you got to strategize each turn of like, hey, I'm going after this. And oh, wait a minute. They handed me this now. Here's a good opportunity. This matches what I'm going for. Or, or wait a minute, I'm not getting my, my what I want to. And I got to go a different strategy. And But it really is a fun, quick game. There's math involved in that little aspect of trying to optimize your point scoring of what cards you get. But it really is a fun, simple game. Comes in a nice little metal box box that travels well can be put in a bag put could be put in a, a, a purse kind of bit um, we've had lots of fun introduce this to neighbor friends who aren't hobby board gamers and they loved it really enjoyed the, the strategy involved in, in picking uh, uh, the sushi go party and it should mention there is a sushi go and a sushi go party the party is the one to get yeah it's the sushi go is the original that came out then which is fun um, too yeah yeah it is, and that's a smaller, smaller box. Um, but the the Sushi Go Party comes out and expands the number of players, and actually comes with a board that really is your menu and score tracker, where you put the the menu items on. So it, it it's in my mind, it plays better. Um, both are fun games, but I enjoy Sushi Go Party more than Sushi Go. All right, that wraps up stocking stuffer. So let's talk about modern classics. So modern classics is a category we kind of termed where it's going to be all time favorite games that are considered modern classics. So these are games that are great start for anybody's game collection. So if you're kind of getting into this hobby games or you've discovered some of these hobby games, you're like, what is going on? There's really cool games, but there's so many games out there. Where do I start? These are the games that we think you should start with to add to your collection and check out if you're just getting into the hobby. Outside of, obviously, these other categories we're talking about. Uh, but these are going to be the ones that kind of transcend all the categories. So, first up is a game called Azul. So, Azul is probably one of the hottest games in the last two years and just amount of sales and this game is going so gangbusters they're actually releasing a like third version of the game so really the original azul is what we we recommend to stick with but uh there is other azul games that if you already have it and you really like it maybe check out the other ones because they add some new mechanics and maybe some complexity to it so uh azul in this game essentially you're building a wall of tiles on your game board and there's some drafting where there's really nice components, these really nice tiles that are in the in the center of the table and everybody's taking tiles and putting them on their tableau in front of them and then you're resolving it and building this, uh, this wall of tiles and they're scoring points based on how you're doing in rows and columns. Really accessible game, a lot, a lot of fun. We highly recommend this game if you haven't played it. It's called Azul. If you want to find out more information, we review Azul in our episode one. Yes, first game. Uh, not a great episode, I warn you. <laughs> We've come a long way, but just skip ahead to the game review and you can learn about Azul. I, I haven't been go. able to make it through episode one in a while, so I'm not sure how good that review was, but Azul was a lot of fun. Or you can listen to it and just laugh at us. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. Next game, which is a classic, came out in 2004 and has sold thousands, if not millions of copies, is Ticket to Ride. Basically, this is an elegant, simple gameplay. Um, can be learned in under 15 minutes. Really nice family game where players just basically collect cards of various types of train cars and that's what you use them to claim routes across north america you draw some some cards that allows you uh that gives you some guide of what you want to go for your paths and gives you extra victory points but you can score points by having um certain number of cards and collecting sit or connecting cities to cities with your train cars and you use these uh, drawing of colored cards uh, there's a, a deck of cards that are face down or as well as there's some face up and you can choose um, up to uh, two cards face up or draw from the uh, the deck if you don't like those. Basically, you're collecting your hand, uh, playing these combination of cards to put your trains down, connect your city to city, making routes and scoring victory points that way. It really is. It's it's a fairly simple, elegant game that plays 30 to 60 minutes, um, two to five players. And the nice thing about this, even eight year olds and up can really get the, the game mechanics. So this is a really good family game that gateway game to introduce new people into the hobby, g- getting kids involved into it. Yeah, and just to add on, there's a lot of different versions. We recommend the the base version if you don't have this game. Um, as the other, like the European and all those, actually some of them add different game mechanics. So we recommend uh, the base game or the New York, which is the new version. It's like a 15 minute version of the game so it's nice and quick so if you're like me and don't like this game (laughs) i would recommend that one (laughs) all right the next on the list is carcassonne carcassonne is also one of those games that's been around forever like ticket to ride and sold tons of copies in this game you're basically pulling out tiles from a bag and then placing these tiles in the middle of the board there's roads and cities and fields that you have to connect up and then you claim certain areas and you get victory points from having like really long roads or big cities or big fields and uh, once you run out of the tiles and placing them you've built this big map of cities and roads it's pretty cool and then you get victory points and whoever has the most victory points wins the game uh, along with this game like take it to ride there's a lot of different versions and expansions out there we recommend the the original version but there are some really good expansions out there um, but uh, stick with the the basic yep can't go wrong with the basics next game we we've talked about before can't stop it's a game where you're rolling four dice to uh, make pairs of combinations of numbers and to put your pawn on and trying to move up the track from the bottom to the top and the first person to get three of their pawns all the way to the top with the numbers is the winner of the game so you roll your dice you get your pairs of combinations to make your numbers two through twelve you move your pylon cones up and you keep pressing your luck trying to go as far as you can until you're ready you can bust if you if you roll numbers and you you're not able to move your pawns then you lose your position for that turn or you can keep pressing your luck trying to get those combinations to get your pawns up to the top and be the first person there and get your three pawns to win the game but very very good game it's been around it's really good been around since 1980 so can't can't stop highly recommend absolutely great game next one on the list is uh we'd be remiss if we didn't include this in our list but pandemic pandemic is probably one of the most popular cooperative games uh that there is out there i i think 
I've been. I've talked to so many people that played Pandemic. It's it is a fun game. There is some replayability issues that if you play this more than 20, 30 times, you might get a little bored with it. So if you already have Pandemic and you want to kind of step it up a notch, there's also Pandemic Legacy where the game permanently changes. As Chris loves it, you're ripping up cards, putting stickers on the board, and writing up stuff. And uh, it throws a bunch of twists and turns in there, but it is it is like a top, I think it's number two of all games of yeah. all time, Pandemic Legacy. So check it out, either Pandemic, the base game, or if you already like Pandemic, check out Legacy. It's a little pricier, but it is amazing. That's Pandemic. Absolutely. Another game that we both really love is King of Tokyo. We've talked about this before. It's a very, it's an easy game to pick up. Younger ages can get it. It's 30 minute gameplay, plays two to six, but basically you're a kaiju monster uh, fighting in Tokyo, trying to knock all these other kaiju monsters out and be the last monster standing. Very fun game. Uh, can't say enough about it this is this is a hit game that we see at conventions and gen con and they even got life-size versions of it you can play it's just a top-notch game and if you don't have this in your game library highly recommend grabbing it king of tokyo and the last entry which i just threw in here uh, last minute without talking to chris is king domino this is a newer game by blue blue orange games it's a very accessible game where you're building up your kingdom and using these these tiles that look like dominoes they have different terrain like woods water uh, wheat fields and you're just basically trying to create contiguous lines of those fields and create a lot of victory points it's a whole lot of fun highly recommend it really easy to play and it's very enjoyable it's king domino this is going to be family games for younger children we're kind of saying younger children being eight or younger so these are going to be kind of your your uh your younger kids that are just now maybe getting interested in games but these are going to be games that are both interesting for not only the kids but adults because let me tell you i've played my share of ugh, games with my son who's six and uh i don't recommend those so here's some <laughs> games i do recommend that i've enjoyed playing with him and he really enjoys so the first on the list is loop and louie this is a fun little game where it's actually a little plastic contraption that spins around it's battery operated with a with a louie who's in an airplane and it spins around not only in a 360 but it goes up and down on um, 180 degrees and each person has a little paddle that they're trying to hit they're trying to hit louie and make sure that they jump over their tokens and not get their chickens and you're trying to get louie to hit the other player's chickens last person standing with with chickens still wins the game quick like five minute game it's a lot of fun dexterity uh, my son really enjoys it. Uh, that's Lupin Louie. And they also have a Star Wars version called Lupin Chewy, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Where, where it's Chewie yep. and the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. A lot of fun. Exactly. So. Chewie's and the Millennium Falcon knocking over stormtroopers. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of fun. So that's Lupin Louie. <laughs> Another family game great for younger children is called Ice Cool. And this is a dexterity flicking game where you're trying to get your penguins around a contraption, like hallways and stuff. There's It's a school. Uh, get it? Yes, Ice Cool? it is school? a school. Yeah. It is. And uh, one player takes on the role of the hall monitor, and their aim is to catch the other people's penguins, and you get points that way. And the others are uh, the other players, they're called runners, and they try to run through several doors and gaining fish that give them points along their way and it's it's a really cool 
Um, younger kids can get this lot of laughs and trying to get that flicking and dexterity of shooting your penguin through these the hallways and into the doorways to get the fish while the other person's trying to catch them. And it's it's a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. That's ice cool. Definitely recommend it. Either ice cool or ice cool too, or both. You can combine them for yeah. a huge game. Uh, the next one on our list is Rhino Hero. Uh, this is Haba Games, which is uh, another one on this list. Haba. The only bring, reason I bring up that it's Haba Games is Haba Games just makes kids games, and pretty much all their games are excellent. So this one is Rhino Hero. In this game, there are cardboard pieces that you're stacking up and you're making these big towers and i mean by big i mean they can get really big like you have to stand up to place them if you're getting real good and you're moving characters um, up the buildings and not have it topple over it's a lot of fun a dexterity game that both kids and adults will like it's rhino hero next game we're going to be talking about is another haba game called animal upon animal and in this game each turn a player rolls a die and what they do is they place one or two of their animals onto the stack of animals or they pass one of them onto their another player for them to put it on um and or they place it upon the table to build the base layer and basically what you're doing you're stacking animals so these animals are wood pieces they're shaped a little different so of course they're not going to fit easily together and so you're trying to make a combination and stack and when you make your stack you don't want your animal to fall so basically the first player to have used all of their animals that haven't fallen off the stack wins the game so really fun game dexterity hand eye coordination gross motor skill trying to get this and strategy for the kids to think about hey you know if i put this shape of an animal here will that be a good base or does this fit on top of another animal lots of laughs too with this and uh, haba really makes some high quality games a lot of them are really nice wooden pieces and really have good art and graphics on them uh, just but just really fun games and that is animal upon animal last one on our entry list is called dr eureka in this game it's kind of a puzzly game you get these beakers and there's these colored balls there's like green and purple and red i believe and essentially there's cards that come out that say hey you need to arrange these beakers with this order of balls and these colors and you have these three beakers and what you do is you're 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 dumping the ingredients or the balls from one beaker to the next without touching anything but the beaker and so there's a little strategy where you're trying to think the order of operations um we just kind of played this casually as like a puzzle my son really likes just trying to figure it out and you can kind of see his wheels turning definitely problem solving in here and uh, he has a lot of fun with this one that's called dr eureka Next category is family games for older children. We're kind of pegging this at nine to 12 year olds. Um, so these family games like the other one should be, you know, fun for both kids and parents. And this game is going to be a little more thought than just your standard family games. You know, like your mass market games like Monopoly. I mean, any of these games would be better Monopoly, but Way these better. are going to be, have a little more thought process than your standard game and providing like a sense of adventure and accomplishment. So uh, the first one on our list is called My Little Scythe. So Scythe is this really awesome game that we'll talk about in our heavier game segment. And they made a, a family version of this where they, they kind of dumbed down some of the rules and, and streamlined some stuff. But there is still a lot of strategy here. It's really fun. The artwork's really cool. It's really 
cartoony, bubbly. You're, you're doing worker placement and, and resource management and you're buying stuff. It's really fun. It's highly rated. It might be maybe closer to that 10 to 12 year old range, but uh, definitely worth a try. Um, check it out. It's called My Little Scythe. As I had mentioned in the last segment about Ticket to Ride, Ticket to Ride New York is a very shorter game. It, it plays in about 15, 20 minutes. It's a streamlined Ticket to Ride, but a little simpler. This is a great game to introduce your younger kids to maybe a little more strategy. And uh, Ticket to Ride kind of does it in a small package. That's Ticket to Ride New York does that in a small package. Can't recommend this enough for if you're kids are kind of interested in maybe Ticket to Ride in some of those lighter medium games, um, this is a great place to start to kind of introduce your kids to it. So that's Ticket to Ride New York. Another great family game for older children is Downforce. We've mentioned this before in this car-driven bidding and racing game on betting uh, race cars to get around the track. It's a really good game to get for those middle-aged kids to start thinking about it, about the whole auction and bidding. And then trying to strategize in and racing your cars around the track. The variable player power really adds some extra strategy points that they can try to incorporate in and how to get their places. But this is a really good, fun game, racing game. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Check out our uh, review on that, episode 16, if you want to hear more about that. Uh, Next game on our list is Magic Maze, which we also talked about. So we actually reviewed this in episode nine. So if you want to hear a little bit more on this, but Magic Maze is actually a cooperative real-time game where we're trying to escape a mall with our fantasy characters. And the fun thing is each player uh, controls one movement or maybe two movement. And so maybe I can just move north and east and somebody else can move south and somebody else can move west. And we're working together, but we can't talk talk kind of like the mind we can't talk but we all have to try to have a shared goal while a timer is going in real time it's stressful kind of tension but in a good way very fun uh add some uh some strategy there and and sense of accomplishment when you are successful it's a lot of fun it's called magic maze and the last game we're going to talk about is a series of games we've mentioned before it's forbidden games forbidden island forbidden desert or forbidden sky and these are are cooperative games that are in the adventure fantasy kind of bit where you're working together to basically get off the island the desert or get get off the the island or or get off the sky yeah get off the sky yeah and basically it it is it's a very challenging game but it's it's accessible for younger kids and plays really quick in 30 minutes and that adds some challenge. And like that, like you mentioned before in Magic Maze, it's that feel of accomplishment when you actually do win this game because they're not easy and a lot of the aspects of it. And But it is a, it is a fully cooperative game where you get to work together to accomplish the task of whatever it is. But the very good series of games to get uh, the older ch- uh, ch- uh, children in, to get them thinking and get them interacting and planning ahead but i mean simple mechanics but using them to plan ahead and problem solve yep yeah absolutely great games for that so forbidden island forbidden desert and forbidden sky All right, next category is family games for teenagers and adults. So we're kind of categorizing this as 13 plus. So this is basically going to be the majority of your family games are going to end up here. These are going to be a little more on the complicated kind, a little more challenging than before, a little more difficulty, but uh, 
are a lot more fun. <laughs> yes. Not that the other ones were fun, but these are these are more fun. All right, first on our list is Gizmos. This is a little game where you have marbles that you spend as energy, and you're getting these cards called Gizmos that upgrade your actions that allow you to get more stuff and do more stuff and do more stuff. You create these chain reactions. And it's it's a lot of fun. It, this is what we would call an engine building games that builds upon itself. Where at the beginning of the game you get to do one thing, but as you get these cards, by the end of the game you get to do like twenty things on your turn. It's very satisfying, a lot of fun, and there's a lot of uh, movement for trying new things and just going with it. It's, it's it's pretty cool. And the board presence with the hopper where you pull marbles out of the chute is really cool. That's cardboard uh, uh, standy in the middle of the game. We actually also reviewed this on the podcast. So if you want to hear a little bit more, go back to episode 25 and uh, listen to our review. That's Gizmos. Another game on our teenager and adult family game category is Wingspan. And this is a competitive, uh, medium weight, car driven game engine building game that you play bird enthusiasts and what you're trying to do is you're seeking to discover and attract the best birds to your network of wildlife preserves in wingspan you have your own tableau where you're actually collecting these birds and you're playing these birds on your your mat your own mat and there's different three areas like the swamp or the sky whatever there's different types and they all do certain things for you when you activate an action and and uh really simple game mechanics uh there's a lot of combinations of birds i mean there's hundreds of cards on this deck which adds a lot of variability and playthrough and you do build an engine that Again, that engine where you build on, you get to do more stuff by the end of the game, and then you're just collecting a bunch of victory points, and the person with the most victory points wins. This is a really hot game right now that's super popular. We highly recommend it. It's called Wingspan. Next game on our list is Quacks of Quinlanburg. Uh, we've talked about this uh, recently. One of my uh, favorite games now. Um, easy game you're playing uh, a quack and uh, making a apothecary and making a potion and pulling ingredients so which you have a tableau of your pot and ingredients that you start off with with the bag and it's a, a blind draw pull ingredients some are really good and, and extend uh, your pots and you fill it with good ingredients to get victory points to get uh, points to, for buying power to buy new ingredients and then there's those dang cherry blossoms which are bad and kind of spoil your uh, your potion that you're making uh, you get too many of them uh, you get more than seven of these points worth of uh, cherry blossoms and you bust or basically you spoil your potion and you don't get as many victory points or buying power as other people but it's a blind draw pressure luck game that really is is a lot of fun a lot of interaction as you're going and it's it's that hey you know i'm trying to do this and this other person's trying to do this and you only interact on your own tableau but you're trying to do better than the people across from you so that that puts that uh, stress of should i try to pull more out of my bag to put in my pot or should i just stay where i'm at and see where where, where we go from there quacks of quinlanburg we reviewed in episode 21 so check that out if you'd like. A lot of fun. Next one on our list is a series of games called Ex Exit the Game. And there's I think there's like 13 or 14 of these. These are basically one-use games. So I warn you, once you play it, you are going to rip up. You're going to cut up components. But essentially, it's a escape room in a box. 
These are pretty cheap. They're like $12. They play over an hour or two. And it's just a big uh, puzzle in a box. It's it's a lot of fun. So if you, if you kind of like escape rooms, but you don't want to pay like $30 to $60 per person for it, this is a great one to have at home that gives you the same kind of feel. And you're going to walk away having a lot of fun with this. Those are exit the game. Pick up any of them. They're all good. Next game on our list is one of my favorites and a classic in my heart from my childhood is Survive Escape from Atlantis. We reviewed this back in episode 19, so if you want to check it out, go back there and listen. But basically, you're Atlanteans on Island of Atlantis, and it's uh, sinking into the ocean, and you've got to get off the island into the uh, four corner islands of the board or the island blows up. Each one of your meeples, certain point value on them, and you place them down around the island on the land tiles. And once you place them down, you don't get to uh, look at them anymore. So you got to remember the high value. And you try to get them off as as you go around picking up land tiles and they have different uh, good benefits or bad benefits under them. And while you're trying to get off the island, either swim or by boat, there's sharks in the eye, uh, in the waters. There's whales to capsize the boats, and there's sea serpents that just chomp everything. And of course, this is a very, very uh, competitive, cutthroat type game because you're sending uh, these whales and sharks against your other opponents so you can get out of the way. And of course, they're sending them right back at you. But it's a race to get off the island and get to the. Uh, the four corners of the board before others and before the game ended by pulling uh, flipping the tile that has the volcano erupting but a very fun game from back in the 1980s by the original parker brothers made that stronghold brought out so glad they brought out in 2010 and they have sold uh, thousands of copies of this game since then so survive escape from atlantis Highly, highly suggest grabbing this and putting it on your shelf. All right, next on our list is That's Pretty Clever, also known as Gone Sean Clever, which is the German name. This is a rolled right. By what I mean rolled right is uh, it's kind of like Yahtzee. You roll some dice, you write some stuff on your sheet of paper, and then it's the next player's turn. Except for this is a much, much, much better version of Yahtzee. Uh, But it does give you the same kind of feel of Yahtzee. We actually just reviewed this in our last episode, episode 27. Check it out. But essentially, you're just uh, trying to do a kind of a score attack where there's five different colored dice plus a wild white dice. And you roll and you try to take one of the dice and you mark it off your sheet. Each one of the areas for each of the dice are kind of unique where some are like rows and columns. Some are like you have to do greater than. Some you just get the straight up value. Really interesting scoring mechanism. Really interesting combos because you can unlock combos where it marks off this one, then it marks this one, then it marks this one. A lot of fun. A lot of strategy to it. But really enjoy it and this is really good game for uh for families we highly highly recommend this that's that's pretty clever the next one on our list is cartographers this is also kind of a roll and write except for this game you're not rolling dice you're actually drawing cards each player has their own map of uh that has square grids on it and essentially each one of the cards is like a tetris shape you know you have t's and all these different Uh, shapes and and sizes and essentially when it comes out each player has to take it and mark off squares that match the the squares on the card and you can flip them rotate them however you want to do it and then each one of those uh, cards also have terrain so you get to pick some terrain like water or trees or field 
And the point of the game is there's some random cards that come out that tell you how many points you get at four seasons of the games and you score points. And so it might be, hey, who has the most fields and water touching each other? So there's a lot of strategy to try to uh, reach the objectives and get as many victory points. It's a lot of fun. Really enjoy this one. This is a great game. Very available. It's probably the newest on this list, but we highly recommend it. Cartographers. All right. The next on our list is Camel Up. Uh, Camel Up is a, a recent addition. I just got to my library, but in this game, you have crazy camels. You're trying to race around the track. You get to bid and bet on who's going to win and on who's going to have uh, win the legs in the overall race. You can even bet against the loser and see who the loser is. Uh, the cool thing in this is there's these crazy camels that are going backwards on the track. And these camels actually uh, stack on top of each other. That's the fun part of this because they're all wooden camels and there's only one lane. So if uh, somebody occupies another space, they start stacking on top of each other. And if a camel moves, then it moves all the camels on top of it. It's a lot of fun, a little crazy, uh, very available, but I highly recommend this camel up. All right, next category is party games. So party games is, uh, hey, the more the merrier. Party games can accommodate at least six players and unlike most games, actually tend to be more fun with more players. That, that's a good rule of thumb for if this is a party game is the more the merrier for the player count. So first up is Just One. This is the newest one on our list. And in Just One, we're actually playing co-op. And there's one guesser. And they are, uh, they have their back turned, and all the other players have to come up with one word to point the guesser to the word that you're they're trying to guess. But here's the catch: is if any of the people giving clues matches another clue, then you have to put your board down, and the guesser does not get to see it. So the whole th point here is you're trying to come up with unique words but not too unique but not too common so it's it's kind of a fun game to try to see how many you can get out of a set of words and you rotate guessers um it seems simple but it is a lot of fun and a lot of laughs especially when they turn around and there's only one board showing to them out of the seven or eight it's it's a lot of fun so it's called just one highly recommend it moving on to other party games is the one night ultimate series very popular one is the werewolf it's a very fast-paced game. A lot of these games play three to ten players. Very similar concept, different themes. But basically what you are in the One Night Werewolf, you could be a werewolf. You could be a troublemaker. You could be a seer. Or you could, there's other different characters. And they all have special abilities. But these in these games, these are very quick. Five to ten minute games. And you end up playing an hour's worth of games over and over and over again. Just trying different roles and doing different things with it. But uh, it comes with an app you can can download that is narrated and runs it for you and it makes the game very simple you read the rules which are only a couple pages and get the basic concept use the app and then you just have a lot of fun and that is one night ultimate series of game the next game we're getting into is telestrations basically a word is dictated by a die roll and then you have the old-fashioned uh, sand timer that you flip that's the amount of time you get to do to sketch that word out and it's a really highly creative type game and we're all players at all the same time they pass their sketch around to the next player and they must guess what's been drawn players then simultaneously pass their guess which hopefully matches the original word 
Um, they do. They keep passing to the next player, who must then try to draw the word they see, and so on and so on. And illustrations contain uh, eight erasable sketchbooks, and then a die, and then a ninety-second timer, and two thousand four hundred words to choose from. So it's highly replayable, and lots of fun, lots of laughs, and that is illustration. All right, the next one on our list is Codenames, and you've probably heard of Codenames because this is a wildly popular game. Uh, and the version that we recommend is Codename Pictures. This one's going to be a little more available. The Codenames just have words on these tiles while the pictures just have these pictures. I mean, maybe you could have figured that out by the name. But in this game, essentially, there's two teams, and there's a clue giver on each team on each given round. And essentially, the clue givers know where their team tiles are. And so in this grid of tiles, there's going to be blue agents, there's going to be red agents, and then there's going to be the spy, and then there's some neutral uh, characters. And essentially, you're trying to get your team to point and figure out the tiles that represent your team's agents and the way you do it is you give one word clue and then a number to represent how many of these tiles you're rep you're referencing and so the idea is you're trying to come up with a clever clue to have them guess the tiles that fit together and it's a lot of fun it's a little thinky but not too bad and it's just a lot of fun a lot of laughs these are quick 15, 20 minute games, you just reset, play again. There's so many tiles in, in the game and these pictures that, and they're all double-sided. So there's tons of replayability and every given combination of pictures brings up all new sorts of opportunities for, or for clues. It's a lot of fun. Check it out, Codenames Pictures. All right, next one on our list is a game called Spyfall. In Spyfall, you're trying to figure out who the spy is. So it's kind of one of those hidden deduction games. And so in the box, it actually comes with like 30 locations. And in these 30 locations, they all get put in a baggie. And in each baggie is a number of location cards so that they all match. So one might be the theater, for example. But in the deck, there's also a spy. So depending on number of players, you, you grab those mini plus a spy, you shuffle them up, and then deal them. Well, one person's the spy, and on the spy card, it doesn't show the location. So they have no idea the location that the other players are. So the point of the game, and you, you have like a five-minute timer, is the spy has to listen to all the other players ask each other and themselves the question and answer to figure out what the location is. While the other players, one at a time, are asking each other a question to figure out if they know what the location is, but you have to ask it and answer in a way not to make it too obvious for the spy. So there's this give and take. It's a lot of fun. The questions get can get pretty outrageous, you know, because it's you're asking the questions. There's no script and gets really creative. A lot of fun. We've had so many laughs uh, playing this game. It's uh, it's called Spyfall, and any of the versions. There's like three or four different versions. They're all great. They all play the same, basically. Uh, highly recommend it, Spyfall. Last game on this list is another social deduction game. It's called Secret Hitler. In this game, you have a party affiliation of the liberal or fascist, and then you have a secret role of, of being a person. And one of you is Hitler, and the object of the game is the fascist. They want to uh, get Hitler to uh, stay alive to the end of the round, uh, end of the game and have him win on the game objectives 
and the liberals are trying to oust Hitler and find and get him out of there for being either the president or vice president. And in this, you go each around uh, vote on these um, policies, be it a liberal policy or a fascist policy, and the fascists, if they enact those policies, it goes down their track to win the game and if the liberals uh, enact their policies they go down the games but again somebody's a hidden role you don't know what parties you're affiliated with and you can bluff and 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 in the fact that say yes you are or no you're not and this kind of aspect but it is it is it is a very fun social game we've introduced to uh, newer people a lot of emily's my oldest daughter's in college to her friends it's a very fun social deduction game All right, last category for this episode is we're going to call it heavier games. So this is going to be your heavy gamer games, your heavy hobby games that maybe, you know, some of those other games are great for your family, but you know what, you like heavier games or maybe you want to get into more heavier games or you're not afraid of some of these heavier games. This is going to be the category for you or maybe you're buying a game for a uh, somebody in the hobby. So these are some of the games that we recommend. These are going to have a lot of rules. They're going to take a little longer to play. I think everyone on these lists take at least an hour and a half, if not longer, to play. Uh, So let's go ahead and start this off, Chris. First one on our list, and again, no particular order, is Scythe. This is probably one of my favorite games on this list. Uh, In Scythe, it is an alternate universe. takes place in Europe in kind of an alternate universe where it's steampunk, where there's mechs roaming the land, and you have workers, and you're getting resources, and there's many different ways to win this game, which is what I really like. There's a lot of different avenues you can take to win the game. Very simple in the mechanics. Each one of the actions you can take is very simple and easy to explain, but there's a lot of different actions in this game and a lot of different things you can do, which makes makes it a little more complex. There's a lot of expansions to this game. I cannot recommend this game enough. This is so good. We love this game. So much fun. It is Scythe. Check it out. Yeah, one of our top games to play. Highly recommend. All right, the next on our list is Dinosaur Island. So like Dinosaur Island, which we kind of talked about in two-player, this is the full version of the game. In Dinosaur Island, we take on a corporation trying to vie for the biggest and awesomest Jurassic Park, but it's not Jurassic Park, but it's a dinosaur island. You're you're creating uh, pins and and you're genetically creating dinosaurs in your park. You're trying to get excitement and get customers in the park, but you better be careful because you have to have enough security. Otherwise, then the dinosaurs will get loose. There's also specialists you can hire that help you upgrade and do more things efficiently. You're trying to get DNA. You're trying to draft dice. There is a lot of components to this game. Each of the actions are pretty simple in itself, but there's like five phases to the game. It's a little more on the complex side, but it is a lot of fun. It feels like you're running your own Jurassic Park. Highly, highly recommend this game. It is Dinosaur Island. Next game we're going to talk about is Clank. Uh, in this adventurous deck building game, 
that we actually played uh, in Origins this summer. Uh, you basically, you're burgling your way around the dungeon of a dragon in the mountain layer, trying to get all the gold and treasures and stuff and get it and get it back on. Exactly. <laughs> get at the heck out of there before you wake it up. Because when you do things, it makes noise. Hence the name of the game, Clank. Clank. And you're making noise and you're disturbing that dragon. And at some point, that dragon's going to wake up. And when the dragon wakes up, it's a up, lot of yes, fun. Yes, it is. It is. We play this. Brian and I and Isaac played it, and at a three-player game, and there's a lot of strategy involved in this. There is. There is a lot of mechanics that are used in this. This card drafting and deck building and and uh, pick up and deliver type stuff and player elimination and and all this. It, it is a very good, well uh, well put together game. And there's uh, other themes. There's a sci-fi theme too as well, which you own that version, correct, Brian? Yeah, yep. I actually own yes. both versions yes. now. Yep. And I have the fantasy one, but uh, the sci-fi one I've heard is very fun. And there's some clank in space. Clank in space. There's some tongue in cheek regarding uh, uh, some of the sci-fi and, and some additional yes. mechanics. Yep. And some it's, yep. there's some differences. But uh, the the first one, the original clank, is a fantasy theme, um, and lots of fun. Lots of fun. All right, next on our list is Root. This is also another hot game like the last three. Uh, that's a newer game, but in Root, uh, basically, we this takes place in a woodland creature realm, and we each each player takes control of a different creature race. So you got the birds, and you got the cats, and you got the vagabond who's like a raccoon, and then you have the alliance who's a bunch of the smaller creatures like mice and rabbits. And essentially, it's a very asymmetric game. By what I mean asymmetric is each faction has plays completely different. I mean, completely different, but it is so much fun. It's uh, very strategic. Where It's a lot of conflict where you're fighting each other a lot. We cannot recommend it enough. Check out our game review, though, for full information. Um, check out it on episode 18. So a lot of fun. Recommend Root. And uh, Corey, that means you. <laughs> yeah. All right. Next on our list is the newest game because it just came out like a week ago. This game is called Tapestry. So Tapestry is also made by the same company as Scythe, same company as Wingspan. Tapestry is a civilization game, but that only plays like an hour and a half to two hour game. It doesn't take like four or five hours like Civilization, but this is a lot of fun. We just played this last night, actually, and I had to throw it on the list because this game jumped to my top seven list. This bumps something off. I'm not sure the order yet, but it bumps something off really 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 like this game a lot of fun the production value is just dynamite you get all these little buildings that you can build your civilization and your capital like 3d painted buildings and you're basically working through four different tracks science military engineering or farming and so there's a lot of different ways to win the game there's four different tracks you can work down that are all unique and they all have different conditions to get victory points but they're a lot of fun a lot of different ways to win just like scythe just like wingspan that's kind of actually stone meyer that's the company's motto is their game 
one of the requirements for games is that there must be multiple ways to win the game. And this one is just like that. Multiple ways to win the game, tons of replayability, and it's just, it's such a fun game. So highly recommend it. That's called Tapestry. Next game on the list we're going to talk about is Western Legends. Uh, we reviewed this in episode four, and this is the that open world sandbox tabletop adventure set in the American Wild West. It goes for two to six players, and you assume the role of a historic figure, and basically it's an open world. Um, you can do anything you want. You can go rob the, the bank and then rustle some cattle, and or you can go be a good guy and bring those rustlers in and stop some stuff, and you can go down different paths of being the criminal or the good guy, gain victory points by doing many different things. This is a very, very fun game. It's uh, love the love the theme of the American Wild West and what goes along with that aspect. And with this, like you talked about games having multiple ways to win, you can choose multiple ways to go about it. And it it brings up some epic type adventures within the game that when we played it, you, Corey, and I, at the end of the game, we were talking about, oh, when I did this and you, yeah, you and I absolutely. went and did this to you and then you came back and just stole that, stole that stuff from me. And it, it really makes that type of good memories in a game and storytelling. Absolutely. And that is a very fun game. Uh, just came out here in 2018, but some new anti-up expansion is coming out this year. So Western Legends. Next on our list is a game called Terraforming Mars. This game's been around a couple years, but they keep releasing expansions that keep making it even better. And in Terraforming Mars, we actually take the control over corporations that are trying to terraform the planet of Mars. And it takes place over generations, like hundreds of years. And so from the start of the game, it's this cold, icy, uninhabitable planet. By the end of the game, we've made it into this lush green planet. And essentially, you're trying to get the most victory points, also called terraforming rating or TR. And so you get judged on how well you helped contribute terraforming the planet. And that's how you win the game. There's a lot of unique gameplay mechanics like a lot of the other ones in this. There's so many ways to win this game. There's so many options and avenues you could take to win. And the expansions only make the game better and add even more options. Um, this is a chunky, heavy game that it's a two plus hour game sometimes, depending on, on the player count. It is, it, like I said, a very chunky game, but it is so rewarding and it's a lot of fun. That's terraforming Mars. The last game in, in the heavier games category we're going to talk about is Everdell. And in this highly strategic uh, worker placement type game, uh, you play a leader of a group of critters that's intent on building their cities and towns and having events to go to, meeting other characters to bring. This is a really uh, highly uh, interacted worker placement and drafting game that is you ha you build your own, a dynamic tableau of of workers and buildings and it's a really cool game board situation with the 3d tower trees and wooden meeples animals cut out into turtles and every every little critter that you can think of uh, this is a game that they've come out with a couple expansions since then but brian and I, we've played this with Corey at gen con and just really loved it so much. We uh, bought it, both of us bought it, and 
can't say enough good things about this uh, highly family strategy game. But it, this is probably the lightest game on our list, to be honest. It's it's a, uh, Clank in this game are probably borderline heavy. They probably belong on the family 18+, plus, but they're a little on the heavier side for complexity of rules and uh, components that it can feel a little overwhelming if you're not used to these games. So that's why we yep. threw it on here. But yeah, I'll echo. Everdell's a lot of fun. Great production value. I love the gameplay mechanics. With the, It's a basically a card game, right? right? You know, you're building out your building cards and your creature cards in your own, your own city. You can only play so many, so you have to make wise decisions. Definitely engine building. I really like the worker placement where... From the beginning of the game, you only get like a couple workers, so you're very limited on what you do. So you have to be extremely efficient and think ahead and try to make the most of your turns. Because uh, once you run out of workers, you have to go to the next season, which is kind of unique, and you get some more workers. But everybody is could be on different seasons, and you can actually finish the game before all the other players, and they just keep playing out until they run out of workers and finish out the last season. And then whoever gets the most victory points wins. And this is a great worker placement engine building game with a lot of character and theme. It's just, I love the artwork in this yeah. game. It's it's so, it's kind of adorable and cute. Oh, it I is. It. it is. It <laughs> is. And the, like you said, the production value of the game board, the stands, the, the meeples, it, it really enhances with the art. And just makes Absolutely. makes it for a fun game. That's Everdell. Well, that rounds out our list. Uh, Chris, that was 55 <laughs> games we just talked about. That's a lot. And they're awesome games. Those are really yeah. good games. So hopefully you made this far. Uh, this is going to be our longest episode ever. But like I said, uh, I have the bookmarks throughout. Uh, check it out and also check the description for the time markings. I don't blame me if you want to skip around. Hey, skip over the small kids. Skip over the heavy games if you're not interested. But hopefully this gave you some good ideas for games. A large variety of games that we just gave out. If you have any more questions, highly recommend Seek Out Board Game Geek. Read up on the reviews. Read up what people talk about. Watch the reviews. There's video reviews on Board Game Geek too that link to YouTube. Check out the how to plays. If you're if you're not sure and you don't want to spend like that $50, $60 on some of these heavier games, check out the reviews and how to play it. And uh, that should give you enough information that hopefully that kind of wins you over to buy some of these games. So can't recommend some of these games enough. So Chris, anything else you want to say? No, and that's it. Uh, hopefully we've helped you uh, find some games, some things, some ideas to share, to give uh, stocking stuffers to the family members, friends, the, the secret Santa gifts or any of that kind of stuff. And uh, there are a lot of other games that didn't go on this list um, yep. that are out there that are fabulous. But uh, we we only have so much time to talk about we games. We only had 55 <laughs> games exactly. to talk about. I know, exactly. <laughs> so we, we could have gone over and over and over more about some of these other games that we love. But we're, we're sharing these with you. So hopefully you love it. Uh, give us some feedback and uh, let us know if you have a game that you thought, hey, maybe this should be added to, to the list. Talk about it. Uh, shoot us an email and um, let us know and 
we'll we'll definitely uh, uh, add it to a forum, and I'll put it on the Board Game Geek forum about this, and you can uh, put in maybe your recommendations and stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. One last parting thought. We thank you for joining us and listening this far. Uh, if you're a new time listener, this is not how our episodes go. We don't just go and talk about 55 games. Usually we actually have these small 5 to 10 minute segments that are all over the place from game reviews, talking about what we've been playing, recommendations you should play. We've talked about new we've talked about heck we've talked about music video yeah. games we've we touch up tons of subjects and they're usually under an hour that's what we shoot for so if you've made it this far and you've enjoyed it hopefully you like it we hope you stick with us in future episodes and enjoy us talking about games but i guess until next time i am brian and i'm chris and keep on gaming join the conversation and feel free to give us your feedback you can find us on instagram facebook and twitter at games we play pod and at games we play pod at gmail.com